the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. And the watch this is thank you to NIL. Spartan Nation, let's ride. Welcome back to another Name Image Podcast, one that's been in the works for a while now. We've tried to do this pod a couple times in the last few weeks, uh, but due to vacations, technical difficulties, uh, it's coming to you now. But uh, I don't think we've really yeah. missed much. Hey, let's be, be, gra- be grateful we're here. Right, just be grateful. Be, right. Our time is Monday. Hey, listen, I, I, saved, I saved myself by not having an episode last week because I would have came in here with, you know, my, my corn cob hat on saying Nebraska is, you know, like this is oh, the year. This is the would. year. We will get to that. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, in the spirit of missing an episode, I really would have made ass of myself. So, good thing we didn't have an episode. Right. I mean, everyone knows you never record a pod for week zero because it just doesn't count. So, all those bets that I placed and I lost, like, they're mailing the money back to me. I already talked to Fandom. They said, you're right. It's week zero. Those don't count. I'm like, right. Thank you for making, letting me do these silly bets and just get my money back. So, (laughs) I'm really excited to get that back and then place some new bets because, boy, we got some. We got some good ones. We got. We got, recall at this the the pick six, Mike. That was the, well done. That's your. Hey, mark. hey. We got three picks from each of us that we'll get to later. So, uh, we're really excited for that. But overall, we're excited to be here. And uh, it's like Christmas fucking morning, and a shit ton of snow is just dumped right on your house, and it's like cool. I'm not. I don't have to do anything but sit down and watch college football. But that's kind of a lie because we we both have to like two things throughout the weekend i was gonna say and and this is 100 percent metaphorical still because you and i both know especially in salt lake there's not gonna you're not gonna see snow for probably two more months kyle i mean it's oh my god well we're in the what's called the fucking heat dome right now it's what meteorologists are calling this a fancy new term well and and i i mean we could we could we could table this for later when we talk about the weekend ahead but i guess i guess my question is is it too hot for you to see for you to get all the way back into college football mood kyle like is it yes Yes, because we talked about what things I'm looking forward to is that first right. fall day. Let, let me rattle you off some of these. You know, it's about 98 <laughs> yesterday. Today's supposed to be 100. Tomorrow's 99. A balmy 99. Nice. Saturday is 103. And then we have 100, 100, 100, 101, 100, 93. And then next Friday, it drops to 84. <laughs> and and the, <laughs> the worst part about that is, is it, from firsthand experience, like there's no relief overnight either because that that's just hot stagnant air in Salt Lake. Like it, it either get record breaking winds where it's tipping over like hundred year old trees or it's just hot stagnant polluted yep. air. There there's no. Uh, this is lovely here. Let me tell you, yeah, folks. At least at least like you know at, at the manor, you know we get a nice little breeze rolling through the green belt in the back. Like it, it cool. Like last night they got to like down to like fifty six. So like windows are open. Like it felt right. Great. Yeah, and we talked about it. you got Denver gets those nice rolling little thunderstorms that roll through little exactly. rainstorms like cool it off a little bit heats back up cool it off all that you know exactly. it's it's a yin and yang here but no not here it's just fucking hot and miserable so well, hey listen what better way to drown your sorrows than college football and for you probably like three mango white claws right I've I've gone I've gone off the mango it's funny I told you. I told you what I've gone back to. It's just the oh, that's right. Of that's right. You're gonna be I got back, some silver bullets at the, that like one weekend, and you're gonna be like, I feel bloated and terrible. I'm never doing this. Again. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, I felt pretty good, but yeah, you're probably right. I think overall, like I just shouldn't drink anymore. Right. <laughs> I think. All right. I, here's my only word of advice: is you you gotta give the Mick Ultras a, a valid try because it, it's the perfect in between of a of a light enough to be a seltzer. It's still that beer taste, but like they're they're just super light and like real real beer people are like these are just water, which they pretty much are. But like they taste like beer. It, you drink them out right. of a glass bottle. It, it does the job, and it's like no calories and like one carb. Well, is it what? Just four four percent, four and a half percent? It's the same. Yeah, it's the same alcohol content, but it's just like a super light beer. And like for me, this is no surprise. I could drink like twenty four of them and just feel absolutely blissful. But you. <laughs> You might like the McWill Boltress. Interesting. Okay, that's a good shout. I'll give it a shot. Hey, sponsor us. No free sponsors. Uh, we just did. So we are uh, we're Nate Members Podcast. Uh, and if you're just joining us, which would be really cool, uh, or if you had a friend that told you about us, uh, we talk about college sports a lot. A lot of different college sports and all the different nuances that now come with today's day and age, you know, especially with name, image, likeness, and stuff, which 
I am sure we're going to hear a ton about here in about a week or two because oh, yeah. one bad performance from a quarterback who's getting a little too oh, much yeah. money for people's oh, likings, yeah. and you will you'll hear about it real quick. But one, uh, I'll just throw this out there, and I thought it was kind of interesting. There's not a ton of different NIL news, which is kind of the benefit of just the season starting is like <laughs> we can just get right to it. Um, but I guess what a lot of uh, local companies are for these schools, they're reaching out to like the local journalists and things like that and just trying to get them to write articles about like, oh, well, I my company, which is XYZ, signed this player and blah, blah, blah. They're basically just trying to get the journalists to like fall for it and be like and just give them free advertising. So I guess a lot of journalists right now are like kind of fighting back being like, we're not just going to make a story about your company's NIL deal with X player because that's just unless you pay us. Like you have to pay us as well. If there's enough money to pay all these fucking kids, and I think the number that came out yesterday was like by year two, it's going to be like $1.3 billion invested into like the NIL sphere. Right. Um, yeah, if the journalist's going to write the story and include your company name in there, you got to give them some money too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, and it, it sheds a light on not not like a – super unknown kind of fact, but like these sports journalists, like they don't make a lot of money. No, so, not a lot. Of course, they're sitting here looking at it like not only do we not make a lot of money, now I'm covering college sport where these kids are making more money than I'll ever make in my life just to play at Alabama for a couple of years. So I think their their frustrations are definitely valid. I mean they're right. not they're not off off base with their frustrations. So I don't I don't know if it's going to happen. And I don't know what the, the efficacy of the journalism world and, and being paid and stuff like that, but it does, it does arise an interesting topic within the dynamic of sports journalism. It's right. Cause you just don't make money being a sports journalist. Yeah. And I'm sure a few, a few of them are just going to get to the point where at first it was kind of cool and novel, like a good story to write. And now it's like, yeah, we just don't really care. Right. I think oh, right, and now like, that sports are starting like the, the actual game yeah. is starting. It's yeah. And I think I think it, like it was that the time of where we were seeing players kind of being the first to market with like these big these big deals because when the, when those were happening those are part of the story right like like you're covering the story you're covering the athlete you're covering the sponsorship deal so there's just natural publicity there but now it, it's it's kind of like we we've gone through that initial wave like the the days of you know report like I'm sure when there's like ground shaking deals that are made then obviously they'll be reported on but like. Just reporting on all these one-off deals is kind of a thing of the past now, I feel like. So I, I feel like this is to be expected that the journalists are sitting here saying, like, listen, like, if you really feel that strongly about it, like, you need to throw me some cheddar, too. Like, I like this isn't right. – I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm not your, you know, PR guy. Right. Exactly. So there you go. Um, yeah. So I guess quickly, yeah, there there's a week zero or whatever, which, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to say other than – yeah, I lost all my bets. I, I was telling Mike, like I said, because the bets didn't count, I just kind of went for my vibe picks, right? Picked by Wyoming Cowboys. Off, off. Mike, what, did, what did you What did you pick with Wyoming Cowboys? What did what'd you go just, with? I think just straight money you line, maybe. Points? Or oh, did I take right. the points? That's right. Yeah. Well, you, you didn't take points. You just took money line. <laughs> well, I don't think either would have mattered. <laughs> so. I mean, no, right, right. I mean, you would have been, been screwed either way, but... Off vibes alone, I would have bought into the vibes if you took the points. But hey, I I I applaud your your determination and to just stick with it because I try to talk you off and you you stuck with it. So uh, you, you try to talk me off of Hawaii Vanderbilt and, and here I try to talk you off of Wyoming too because I was like it's Illinois. God, you're like yeah, but Wyoming can make it chippy. My, Wyoming can kind of muck it up. Listen, like, I've, right. I've previous seasons I bet you know usually at least once or twice a season on Wyoming, especially during bowl season, and they almost. I, they, I can't remember the last time they've lost. I have some ties to the University of Wyoming. I was like, you know what? This would yeah, be fun. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I thought it would be funny to watch Illinois lose to Wyoming. Um, right. It just wasn't – obviously it wasn't Wyoming's year. I didn't realize they lost so many players. Um, with the Hawaii Vanderbilt pick, here's my reasoning for that. I you know, I just went on a nice little vacation. Went to you know Tennessee. Shout out uh, Univers University of Tennessee. That was a really cool campus. Um, got you and Brandon some swag. You're welcome. We'll send that out hopefully today. But – uh. I watched or listened to Moana about 600 times. Moana is obviously about Great. the beautiful Great. state of Hawaii. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. I, like, I had no qualms about that. Oh, yeah. But I was like, they were so, Hawaii and Moana was so just drilled into my brain that I was like, it's a sign I have to take Hawaii. I have to, right. you know? Right. And, um, hey, they started 7 nothing. They were up. 7 nothing. don't forget. <laughs> and uh, and then and then my, my I think my quote for Vanderbilt was like, 
I don't think Vanderbilt even wants to play football. They just are there to collect the SEC paycheck, which I think is partly true. <laughs> uh, but they, they listen. They they went out there and they kind of blew the blew those doors wide open. So uh, putting putting it very mildly, the, uh, <laughs> they, blew, they blew those doors wide open. But the Jimmy Chang era at Hawaii not off to a great start. But. Well, and here here's here's where I I'll, I'll level with you, and I will say when they started the game. Um, God, the running oh running back uh, I think it was David Cordero uh, the dude like on that opening drive was just a menace like like he was he was just running angry and I was like th- like at that moment I was like okay there's a chance that this might actually happen and it may have actually been excuse me it was number 22 I can't even pronounce his name Najee Bryant Lily whatever uh when they started that drive I was like we like we might be like Kyle might have been right like I might be in trouble because you know Vandy might just come out flat-footed and just lose this one obviously not what happened uh but you know i try to tell you i try to tell you bad worst sec team by far still better than middle of the pack i wanted to believe all right i wanted to believe i had moana in my head and i was like this is it this is it and then lastly the game that we both lost on and which we'll just never speak of or about again is fucking nebraska and listen we're not gonna ever nebraska they've taken their beatings they have and Oh. You know, at this point, I just, they're dead. They're absolutely dead to me. Um, I will never, ever say anything nice about the University of Nebraska or Nebraska as a state or anyone who lives there. Uh, Jake Matiason, looking at you, bud. Um, right, right. And, and we're, you know, we're all fools because I, I don't know who did who did the, the marketing for Scott Frost. I know he's obviously a great coach down at UCF. Like, I, I understand that. I thought, based on you know the, the the stories and everything you heard about the guy, I thought this dude was like a, you know a, just a football guy through and through, just a real you know student of the game. Why in the God's green earth would you kick an onside kick up eleven? All the momentum on your side. You just had a very you know you put together a beautiful drive. You're they up had nothing. Points. Yeah. Why? And Northwestern Why? had nothing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So you're just giving. You're just giving them like they were. They were. You 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 just kicked that ball off normally. Obviously, they, they there are a lot of game left. They could have went down, scored. Like who knows how the game would have shook out, regardless. But for you to just turn the, men, the turn the momentum over for them right there, and they're they're getting the ball at midfield. Like why why and God why? Uh, uh, no one. Will. I stood here last, what was it like two, four weeks ago or whatever, and I ran through the schedule last year. I said, they, listen, they lost by one possession on like seven games. Like. They just cleaned some stuff up. We're living. No, they're dead. They're dead. Fire, fire Scott Frost like yesterday. How did he even come back to the U.S.? They, well, it's because I think after week six, so I think week seven is something along those lines, um, his buyout drops like like by like 90%. It, 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 it went from – because I know he restructured it to where he was betting on himself and what a terrible bet that was, Scott. Uh, he lower His buyout went from $15 million to like just over $7 million. So they, right. like school – knew that there was a potential this coming and the school was like, Hey, like, listen, just let's work something out so we can just fire you a little bit easier. So, right. Exactly. Fire. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, other than that, week zero was pretty, I mean, I, we, I watched the other games. I'm not super in-depth knowledge on all the other teams that were playing, but it seemed, you know, pretty, it was pretty zero. Yeah. Right. It, like it wasn't crazy. Wasn't crazy. But, um, but yeah, the, and now we're on to the real thing. We're on to the real thing. Main course, and, baby. And it starts tonight because today's Thursday. Uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're got this one out a little late. But it's out Thursday. Here's some here's some good games for you. We're going to rattle off a few, and then we're going to talk about, like, what we like the most. But the ones that, you know, the first one starts at 5 o'clock on Fox Sports. Uh, Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they played, I want to say it was just a couple of years ago. I, I'm almost positive it wasn't last year. But it was a game. Uh, it went down to the very end, and there was a weird timeout snafu or like a fumble thing, and it it resulted in Central Michigan winning. Um, God, I okay, I gotta stall for me. Let me let me find. Oh no no no! You you keep going. I'm literally typing it in right now. Yeah. So I mean, so there's some interesting history here. Um, and I you know I, I've always kind of I like Central Michigan. You know, I just, I always kind of pull for them like them, and you know we get to Western and stuff. Like I always root for the directional Michigans, of course. Um. But the Central Michigan Oklahoma State game, I don't think it's, I don't think it's gonna be very close at all. 
Um, yeah, I think Oklahoma State, they're going to be on a mission. Oklahoma State, if you don't remember last season, they were a an extension to the goal line inches away from possibly going to the playoffs, right? And they lost to Baylor at the very <laughs> in the dying, dying depths of the game. So I'm sure they're going to come out. So, um, <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. I, no, I, no you, you go ahead. <laughs> it, it was a uh, Mac officiating crew mistakenly gave the Chippewas an untimed down at their own 49-yard line, which essentially got Central Michigan into field goal position where they kicked the field goal in 130-27. Right. <laughs> You're right. It was, I knew it was something. And even the sequence leading up to that, it was, it, was, it was just chaos. It was chaos. But I think what was cool, I think it was at, I think it was at Central Michigan, if I don't, if I remember correctly, which uh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Like I, I respect Oklahoma State for doing that and not being the school that's like like I don't know like Michigan for example, who doesn't leave their fucking state for like the first seven weeks. So, whatever. But yeah, so that that one's gonna be fun. I, I think it's gonna be kind of chippy in the beginning from Chippewas. Hey, um, but like overall, yeah, Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders coming back had a huge uh, bowl game against Notre right. Dame. Um, really, uh, really put it to him, uh, finished that game. So they won 37, 35. Uh, yeah, he finished that game with 371 yards passing four touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, to go along with 125 rushing yards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I think this will be, this will be the Miles Sanders show. Cause I, you know, the first game of the season, I think Oklahoma state builds a comfortable lead. And then I think we just see Miles Sanders just just rack up. Maybe not like a just absolutely incredible display of, of you know running back play, but he'll rack up some some pretty good stats and probably be in the Heisman conversation off of week one because that's what we'd love to do. But I think it'll be the Miles Sanders show for sure. And I think, you know, like you said, Oklahoma State <laughs> covers it easily. I like but, I like Oklahoma State. I like Mike Gundy. I like their color scheme. Um Especially in the Big 12, where like I, I'm not going to root for a lot of the teams. I mean, we pull right. for Oklahoma just because of our listeners. Well, have, future know. SEC Oklahoma. All right, let's just keep that right. in mind. Right. Uh, I mean, but Oklahoma State, like, do you not catch the vibe that Mike Gundy in, in Oklahoma State, they're kind of just comfortable just being on the outside looking in. Like, it, it doesn't really feel like they ever, you know, make these big concerted pushes to, like, you know, get those top recruiting classes and, like, really go out of their way to, like, try to crack it. They've done the more with less. Like love, sure. That's what I that's what yeah. I mean. Like, I feel like they have zero problem staying in that lane of being like, hey, like, we're going to be either barely top 10, just outside top 10 team. And like, we have no problem just making that our entire existence, just living right there. Yep, exactly. Yep. So uh, another five o'clock game, one that I'm it's probably going to be my favorite game of the weekend. Oh, yeah. um, Pitt, West Virginia. It's been 11 years since the last backyard brawl. Just go ahead and look up, pull up YouTube, you know, b- before the game and look up just the best moments for the backyard brawl because there are some absolutely ridiculous games, especially from the era of like when it was Pat White, you had Steve Slayton, like all these, you know, Noel Devine, or I, I might even be getting my timelines wrong there. But West Virginia used to have just such fun teams and Pitt was always super gritty and tough. And these games were just knockdown, drag out. And uh, this is also the first game of our pick six, Michael. Yeah, it is. So tell and, tell uh, us tell us what you like here. Tell us what you like. I mean, it, 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 if, if you know, I'm looking at it right now. It's seven and a half points in favor of Pittsburgh. I that one just feels eh to me. So I am 100 percent over 51 and a half. Like I, I feel like this is just a no brainer, Kyle. Like you want to talk about vibes? You you it's all vibes because there's no brains involved. Like well, especially because both teams have we're talking about a lot of transfer quarterbacks, and that's that is kind of the theme. I think if we're, if we're going to name a theme of the weekend, it's going to be just Lovis. It's going to be the transfer. Oh, what would be a good a good alliteration? The you know transfer mm. transfer palooza basically is what I want to get at here. Like. Palooza. I mean, because that, that's what you're going to talk about. It's like, right. like every podcast is going to talk about, look at how many players are from here and from there. So for West Virginia, you have uh, Let's Ride JT Daniels, um, right. who's had quite the journey from... Oh, my God. No kidding. Uh, from USC to Georgia to now West Virginia. 
He's yeah, he's just working his way east as far as he can. If if there was a school out in the Caribbean, he would he would probably end up there next year. He just one of the he weird. I mean, migrating. he's always been talked about all the talent and stuff, and I think you've seen it. Obviously, you just can't stay healthy. He's just also like a weird looking quarterback to me. Like, just doesn't yeah. look like a quarterback. Um, and yeah, then on Pittsburgh, he's like the he he's the and I'll and I'll leave it on this, but he's you know if you're gonna play a pro like a pro style quarterback where you're not very mobile, like you, I feel like that's kind of a dying breed on its own. I feel like we're in a, in an era where we're expecting like even like. You know, speaking of Pitt, like Kenny Pickett to a degree was right. mobile. Like he can make things happen with his feet. Like he just kind of strikes me as a guy where it's like he he's great in a in a clean pocket. But keep him up. A lot keep of him up and right, like a lot of quarterbacks yeah. are, and I feel like that's why he kind of just keeps trending down the line. And I feel like you know West Virginia will probably be a good spot for him. Like that, that feels like a good fit for right. JT Daniels to play out his last couple beers. So I'm I'm glad he's here. You know, I'm glad he made it there. Yep. And then um, on Pittsburgh, you have another USC transfer, Keaton, uh, Keaton Slovis. Slovis. What a name. Um, he was it. pretty solid at USC, right? Like, he he wasn't, you know, a world beater by any means. But, he, I mean, no. he got good experience. USC had its own problems during that whole era. Um, and, you know, Pittsburgh has uh, – I, I obviously, I love Pat Narduzzi, the Nardog. Uh, he was Nardog. A, an awesome defensive coordinator for Michigan State. He's done really well for Pittsburgh as well. I think – I don't think he's gotten enough credit, to be honest. Um but it'll be interesting to see how they reload. Obviously, they lost um, Addison, right? Addison went to USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost Kenny Pickett to the draft. And, you know, so now they're bringing in Slovis. I'm not really sure who else they brought in, but they've recruited decently well. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. I I, I agree with you. I think the over – and yeah, and we'll talk about how our bets are structured because things – Right. Uh, it can either be an amazing weekend for us or – I don't know. Yeah, we can be rich or not. Over but, real quick. <laughs> yeah. but I, I think, I, I think, in my mind, going points right here because, like I said, I feel like you know, if if you're gonna try to go spread on this one, I, in my mind, it it, it could be a flip flop, and honestly, it may come down to a field goal, which you'd be screwed either way. I, I'm just running off of Keaton Slovis alone because I, I mean, we have to remember last year. It, just to pick one example, against a very good Utah team, very good Utah team last year, he put up 401 yards and two touchdowns. Like, right. He 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 knows you know how to go and in West Virginia always rolls out very stout kind of just gritty defenses, so I, I think you know they they're just gonna turn the keys over to him this year and he's just gonna air it you know the floof out which I'm 100 percent here for so all I'm asking is 26 points a team Kyle that's all I'm asking right and and like we said transfer quarterbacks like this is gonna be and I'll come up with a better alliteration than well, I, yeah I was thinking about that when you're saying it and it's not necessarily an alliteration but I feel like it's just gonna be a weekends of like. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, like oh, that guy's there now because it, it's impossible to keep up with where all these guys are going. But, right. you know, in watching these games, that's going to be the talking point for every broadcaster is, you know, oh, like, and they're going to throw up every graphic they can from where this guy came from last year, the team he was on. So I think it's just going to be a weekend of like, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's there now. Yeah, exactly. So um, so that'll be fun. Um, you know, a couple of cupcake games for teams like Tennessee, uh, Wake Forest. You know, things like that. Um, and then at 6 o'clock, we have part two of our pick six. And we have Purdue versus Penn State. Purdue versus Penn State. Purdue was <laughs> just kind of the thorn in everybody's fucking side last season, where it was like they were up and down, but then they would just show up and, for example, just beat a team like Michigan State. Or they would show up and uh, – let, let me pull up. Spoil- yeah, but spoiler makers. I they mean, are the spoiler makers. They're, right. they're never, that, exactly they're never good, is. but they're spoiler makers. That's every year they beat something O'Connell, they're not supposed to. Aiden O'Connell is a tremendous quarterback. I mean, he absolutely uh, – Purdue has had a history of good quarterbacks. They always have. Uh, and he lit us up. I mean, who didn't lit, light up our past defense last year? But he lit up a lot of teams last season. Um, but Aiden O'Connell, I have a ton of trust in that. Penn State is just the most like stale team to me, and it's it's the whole James Franklin thing. Is it, I, is Sean Clifford even still their fucking quarterback? I don't even know. But he's just the most milk toast quarterback I've ever seen. He just doesn't really provide anything exciting. Um, like I don't know. He just doesn't do it for you. Does not move the needle for me at all. Uh, Purdue's getting three and a half points for this game, which is yeah. that's pretty damn good. So you can lose by a field goal and be just fine. Like you know. Um, so that, that's like two, I mean, I'm almost tempted to even go money line Purdue as well. Um, you know, as a side bet, I, I'm that confident sure, in them. For sure. It's at Ross aid stadium. They have the, the railroad tracks on the field trains coming. I'm sure they're going to wear blackout something or other. Uh, Ohio oh, yeah. state knows all about that and playing what it's like to play at night at Ross aid stadium. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, give me Purdue all fucking day. 
Yeah. No, and you make a very valid point there. If this game was at Penn State, I don't even think we're we're talking about right. this. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I think Penn State gets a little bit of boost when they're at home in their – they always claim it's like the whiteout of the year, and every game's just a whiteout. They all just love that shit. So if this was at Penn State, we're not even talking about it, but – yeah, on the road against the spoiler makers, it, that's a that's a solid pick, Kyle. That that is one of your picks that I can subscribe to. So and and just so yeah, that's like two. And just to make everyone clear, um, I am by no means I know nothing. You know a decent amount, but we're not. <laughs> if you want to ride with us, by all means, let us know. Oh yeah, let us I know. Wouldn't, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. But no, not a chance. Don't take any of these. For, you know, th- this is mostly just for us to have a little bit of fun, right? To take it a little less seriously and just be like, yeah. Yeah, I'll have my vibe pick vibe picks, you know, just about every week or so, uh, depending on how they go. But this week, it, I, I think a lot of them make sense to me. So, that's fair. Um, so, and that that's Thursday, right? Yeah, that's not tonight. not not a lot of other. I mean, Eastern Illinois, Northern Illinois, battle battle for the Champagne State. Uh, yeah, Arizona Missouri, State. who's also in the SEC. Kyle, do you remember that Missouri's in the SEC? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, then we move to Friday, a game I'm not even going to be able to watch because I'm going to be at a concert, so I'll obviously be following the scores. But it's Michigan State Western. <clears throat> Michigan State Western, and I told you, like, the, you know, Michigan State's minus 21. Um, I, Michigan State just never looks good in home openers. And they might come out tomorrow and just beat the brakes off of Western Michigan, but I've been listening to, obviously, a lot of MSU podcasts. Um, Western Michigan's pretty much returning an entire defense that was number one in the MAC last year. And, yeah, it's number one in the MAC, but they were number two – in the entire nation for third down defense. Right. Right. Like those are all kind of the formulas of like being a team that's going to show up at East Lansing and just make it so ugly. Right. They're breaking in a new quarterback. So he's a freshman quarterback. He has a little bit of time. Um, they have two really good running backs, former Michigan State uh, player, Ladarius Jefferson. Then they have a speedier back as well. Um, and then they have Crooms, a wide receiver. If, if you haven't paid attention, Western Michigan's put a top two or top you know first two round nfl draft wide receiver pick and if you want to go back to like greg jennings for example western michigan is you know they've had greg jennings they've had antonio brown Corey davis they always have really good wide receivers i don't think they're that explosive this season i don't think this is like upset watch or anything like that it's just going to be ugly um and fun fact uh, quarterback for Michigan State, Peyton Thorne. His dad, Jeff Thorne, is the offensive coordinator for Western Michigan this year. So, uh, what that? What's that dynamic going to be? Take a drink for every time they mention that on the broadcast because that's going to be super easy pickings. But um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, a little dad, a little dad OC quarterback in the other team action. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> yeah, let, let's see. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I mean, if you're dad in that situation, you just you can't beat your son. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes, you can. Mercilessly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think. It, you you make a good point as far you know I don't think it's Michigan State necessarily or you know I guess on the flip side Western Michigan making it a game I just think I think week one and especially if you're looking through the scope of, of gambling they got to cover 21 points I, I Mel Tucker strikes me as we're gonna build up a couple touchdown lead preferably by yep. halftime and then like let, let's not let's not risk you know injuries or, or trying to air the ball out and, and, and kind of ruining confidence of our players like I, I think if they build a two touchdown lead going into halftime or early in the third they're probably just going to run that ball pretty aggressively and then this this the clock is going to kind of wind out so I, I think Michigan State wins no doubt right it, it may be like if you look at the box score after you might be like oh what happened but I think it's going to be a very systematic beatdown because Michigan State has bigger bigger ambitions this season, and the last thing you want is putting wear and tear on guys that you really don't need to put wear and tear on week one. But I think it's a perfect week one test for us because it's not like they're oh, yeah. playing fucking but, Alabama, but they're playing a team with a pulse and a well-team coach that like has decent players and things like that. Because um, then next week we play Akron, which Akron's typically like one of the worst teams in the nation. Um, you know, versus a team you know just down the road who's going to play. Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn in their first few weeks, right? So, like, I think this is the perfect opening game for Michigan State um, to really give them a good test, figure out who you got, and then next week it's, yeah, get up in the first quarter, then put up all the backups and just to get them some some game time. So so we're not touching that game betting-wise. Um, one no, game I think God, no. I, I think you're touching upon, though, is Virginia Tech Old Dominion. Virginia mm-hmm. Tech only favored by seven points. So <laughs> what are we missing here? I... <laughs> I, I don't know. This is this is what we're gonna go five. We're gonna go five out of six legs when we put this together, Kyle. And it's gonna be this one that that absolutely screws us. But I, I, I'm not I'm not sure what we're missing here. I, I mean, I, it, it, I mean, 
And you know something I don't know, Kyle? Like, I, I feel like Virginia Tech minus seven is a pretty, pretty well, no-brainer. Well, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, Virginia speak Tech. Free, speak freely. Virginia Tech finished six and seven last year. The last time we saw them, they lost 54 to 10 to Maryland. Um, you know, so there's, there's that aspect to it, I guess. I, I mean, you would just, and I know old, old dominion does decently well at like getting the, um, kind of getting the transfer players and things like that. I, right. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm missing here. I don't think Virginia Tech had a quarterback last year, like looking at some stats and things like that. Right. I would I mean, just have to imagine that they're. Yeah, I don't know. That that would seem weird to me now, but I mean, by seven points, you have to be beating Old Dominion by more than seven points. I mean, well, I, so now, 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 I think good thing I haven't put this in. Kyle. We might we might have to dial this back. I'm not sure now. Uh, just just for for context, uh, Dominion is four zero against the spread in the last four games against ACC opponents. Uh, <laughs> we might. So so we might we'll we, circle we, back. We we might. But I mean, Wells. It, I'm not like just pulling up quick stats right now. Wells in 24 games, including 23 of them that he started, 5,623 yards passing, 34 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. I mean, pretty good touchdown interception ratio. Uh, also mobile, 237 yards and nine touchdowns in, the, in those you know starts. So I mean, fresher of the year, like like it, it, on paper, this should be no problem. Like this should be no problem for them. But right. I mean, old, whatever old Dominion's got up their sleeve, they've been covering. So that could be bad. Right. And like I said, they've always been kind of like one of those just plucky teams, you know. Um, I don't know. It's, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, let me, let me pull this up. Okay, so, yeah, Grant Wells, another transfer quarterback. Right, you know, right. He, yeah. And he was at Coastal Carolina. I now feel a little better about that because I watch him a lot at Coastal Carolina whenever they're on TV, obviously. And he's definitely a gamer. Like, he, 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 he goes out there, so – that's going to be interesting. So, but yeah, another chance for quarterback. There you go. Grant Wells. So well, I will have to, I don't know. I don't know. As part of the sixth leg, that makes me a little nervous, but. Yeah. I'll, well, hey, hey, we might listen. Revision it. We'll, we'll revise. All right. We will revise. So this could, we could just be lying to you, but we'll tweet out the official. I'll tweet out the official ticket. Once we once we nail it down, the idea we want we want a game from each day over the weekend, right? Each that, of us, right, that's then, the idea. Right. And so that this was going to be your Friday night game because the um because my Friday night game is Illinois uh, versus Indiana. Illinois came out and you know did very well. <laughs> you know now I'm willing to maybe <laughs> sprinkle a little respect on uh, Illinois. Uh, they've already played the game. They looked very well against Wyoming. They play Indiana. This is um. At Indiana, which isn't necessarily a, a, a tough place to play by any means, um, you know they they show up. The fans there are are diehards. But Illinois is getting two points for this game, which I mean that's that's whatever, right? It's not like uh, yeah, that that's not the end of the world there. So that was going to be my pick because I really do like Illinois. I or at least have more confidence betting Illinois because I've seen them with my own eyes and I've seen them look well. And, it, and you look at Brett Bielema and like what he likes to do is going to be run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Um, and we'll see. I mean, Indiana has some uh, – I, I don't even know what their quarterback situation is like because they had a few. They had, like, a transfer from Utah last year. Uh, I don't even know who's yeah. around anymore. Well, do you – what was uh, – what was – golly, this, this is a terrible podcast. What was the guy uh, that was for Indiana – the quarterback, Knox? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that he was at Washington. Fun fact, Kyle. I didn't or even P- realize he had left. Phoenix? Uh, yeah, Michael Penix. Penix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Michael Penix Jr., yeah, and so now he's at Washington, which Michigan State will play in a, in a couple of weeks. So it's a two sure quarterback, a two man race between Jack Tuttle. He was a, a pretty highly touted four star quarterback. He started at Utah and then transferred, um, and Connor Basilic. So a little bit of quarterback uncertainty there. I don't know. So um, it kind of gives me more confidence to to in that Illinois bet. So I have Illinois, uh, you know, plus points, but really just Illinois outright is really you know what I see there. Um, so, and then the last game uh, on Friday night, which I, I think could be your pivot bet. I don't know, but it's TCU, Colorado. TCU is favored by 14 points. Colorado, uh, I, I do think they hit the portal pretty hard. They also got ransacked. We took, Michigan State did take their running back from last season. Um, right. So, uh, but. Um, it was, they're, it, they're not, this, they, they could, they, we're looking at a Buffalo team that could go 0-12 this year, Kyle. <laughs> right. There's a real possibility that the Buffs are not good this year. Like you said, they 
they took everything but the kitchen sink when, you know, in between Mel Tucker leaving and then just other transfer, you know, transfers on the way out. Obviously, they refilled and with other transfers, but we're not talking high caliber guys. So there, there is a very real chance that, you know, Colorado goes 0-12. They're probably looking at the Wildcats on their schedule, UCLA maybe, like looking for some opportunity, but like, even like Minnesota in a couple of weeks, uh, and, and it's it's fair to say we also don't know a whole lot about how TCU TCU had their time in the sun. What was it like late late two thousands, early teens? Yeah. But it, for the last five years, they've just been mailing in the copy paste generic TCU team. So we, we also don't know what we have with them. It could be it could be a points play, I guess. But I I just this this game stinks. This game stinks. I almost think, I almost think the under because it's fifty seven and a half. Like the under might even be. See, but I, on the flip side of that, we're talking about a, a Colorado who their defense is atrocious. Like my alma mater, Columbine Rebels, might be able to go out there and put up seven points. Uh, maybe. I, more, I don't know. Yeah. See, it's just. I, 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 that, that's why this is why I'm. Not, I, I just feel like you don't even you don't even touch this one because it, it's it's not just going to be a game of like oh like that's kind of how we thought it would go like a, a kind of a stereotypical you know back and forth. This is either going to be just a, a Big Ten junior where it's just sloppy play, a lot of puns, a lot of turnovers, or it's just going to be broke down coverages, just bombs downfield. Yeah, right. Like it, it, I feel like they're because Colorado, I, I have I have faith in my somewhat knowledge of Colorado as it stands this season. They're not they're not good. I mean, they're not good in Pac-12 play. They're not good in in play across the board, anyways. And their defense is atrocious. And it, I mean, can they generate points? Maybe, but that's also TBD. So the under could be the move, but the TCU could also go out there and hang up 42 points by themselves. Like we, like we just don't know. Carl Durrell, I do like him as a coach. He, he's taken over since Mel Tucker. Um, he's recruited decently well. So you might just see a lot of young players, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, between that and the Virginia Tech one, I think I would lean more Virginia Tech if I was going to put anything on it. Right. But um, and that's right. Virginia, Virginia Tech. It, the the reason for that pick on the Friday slate is it, it, it's it it it's a straightforward. Like I don't I don't care if it's you know the final drive of the fourth quarter and they just have to put up a tutty to to get the seven. Like I feel more confident that Virginia Tech can control a game, put up you know a winning effort and cover by a touchdown versus ever sniffing anything to do with Colorado TCU. Like I I feel like that's the probably one of the games this entire weekend where it's just throw yeah. everything out the window because we don't even know what we're going to get on the field. Pack, a little Pac-12 after dark a little bit, you know, those types of vibes. A little horn frog and buffaloes. So we move on to Friday, Saturday, <laughs> whatever day it is. Uh, we got uh, in the morning, we got like Rutgers, Boston College, nice little East Coast affair there. Buffalo, Maryland, uh, Texas A&M, you know, we get to see the whole Dabo effect against Sam Houston State. But then we have my third leg of the pick six, um, <laughs> or my third pick, and then we can do it. It is, it is. Uh, it's Michigan obviously playing Colorado State, and I have Colorado State winning. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I have Michigan State minus 31 or Michigan minus 31, 31 points. Um, because they're Colorado State is just not good, they're just not a good team. Um, and Michigan loves to just you know beat up on these teams ever since the Appalachian State game, they've just never taken a risk in that first game. And so they're going to just beat the shit out of um, Colorado State. And they're going to throw a bunch of touchdowns. I mean, we're only talking beating them by four touchdowns, um, pretty much, you know, and and a field goal. So I like that. I like them being able to score at least one additional touchdown per quarter against Colorado State. And even their backups, because guess who the backup is? Their backup quarterback is going to be the guy who's starting the next game anyways. So, right. and that's the whole thing. Like, are they just going to leave um, McNamara in the entire game, right? And just run the offense Run the other running backs. Get to, yeah, it. I feel like thirty-one points is 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 pretty good, um, and I think that's gonna be my motto this year. Just kind of my my vibe this year for because I obviously I root against Michigan every single week. If I'm gonna root against them, I might as well have them also win me some money because they're a good team <laughs> and they're gonna be good and they have an easy fucking schedule. I might as well make money off of them if they're gonna be good, right? So that's yeah. kind of my theory this this season. I, I'd be I'd be interested to see what Daddy Fat Stacks would have to say if he was sitting on sitting on this uh, pod with us because that that's so, that's so many points. <laughs> that Listen, is so right now. many points. But it, it, now now just playing devil's advocate, let me ask you this: 
are you a little a little concerned that you know may, you know first game out under new head coach you know the guy up in Fort Collins and I'm I'm look I'm looking at you to help me fill the name because I know it's not Norvell it might be Norvell I don't even fucking remember what his <laughs> name is uh but I mean, rallying the troops, he's got everybody all fired up in Fort Collins for a new season. Like, does that give you even a slightest Jay Norvell. Bit of pause? Jay, Jay Nor- Norvell. Yeah. So he was the. Um, does that give you even a slightest bit of pause at all, if any? No, because if I, okay. I'm sure Jay Nor, I think he was kind of like the grandfather of the, uh, the pistol, or like he was the big one for like the pistol formation in Nevada and things like that. I don't know. I I could be getting that wrong. Um, I, I think it's just a matter of who, <laughs> who's your quarterback. Like, I think in a year or two, like, I think the, the foundation can be built for CSU and I think that'd be fun. Um, I just don't think it's this year. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, like I said, just devil's advocate. I mean, 30 points is a lot we can admit, but I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's a crazy pick by any means. I, I think, you know, especially in the big house, CSU's just looking to collect a, a road game paycheck. There's one way to look at it too. I don't think CSU's going to really be able to score against Michigan for a number of reasons. Maybe they get one touchdown. We're talking about Michigan then just having to score one touchdown per quarter. And when they score, they're going to score quick, which means they're going to have a lot of opportunities to score. Uh, and they love just showing out in front of their fans and the banner right. and the, you know, all that. Like, I, I think that's right. an easy, I mean, we're talking about one touchdown per quarter assuming Colorado State doesn't score one touchdown right. per quarter and then a field goal mix in there. Right. Well, it's, it's, and it's, it's, you know, you're looking, you're coming off of last year, successful year for Michigan by all, by all accounts. They made the playoffs. We Beat knew Ohio what was going to happen in the playoffs. Lost to Michigan Beat Ohio State. State. Lost to Michigan State. We have, we will have to plug that obviously. But I, I think that this is a, obviously a must win. Duh. But I think that they want to come out, like you just said, and they want to win in, in very convincing fashion and, and convince the the college football world that they haven't missed a step. Like things are right. just like they were. Like that wasn't a fluke. Lost some defensive like, talent. Yep. But offense yeah, they're but, pretty eh. much reloaded. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, you're you were. I mean, that defensive talent was destined to be gone. So I'm sure that they probably had something in the works by now. Right. And now they're somewhat of a destination school to a degree. Like they always have the Michigan brand. But I'm sure that there 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 are people in the weights or in the wings waiting to take over, you know, for Hutchinson and, and yeah. all the other spots that they missed. So I think, I think they'll be just fine. Yeah. So I like it. I, I like the 31 points, honestly. Yeah. 31. So. All right. Moving on to the next. Uh, yeah. Like North Carolina state versus East Carolina, you know, nothing really fancy there, but uh, the afternoon slate. See, Saturday's going to be great and it's going to be so hot. And I'm just going to convince my wife to like, let's just not do anything. Let's just sit at home. Um, that's, that's the plan. But uh, Cincinnati, Arkansas, that's a that's a fun little game there. Cincinnati, like post, you know, post playoff birth, um, you know, Desmond Ritter's gone. Arkansas, that's your woo pig. Um, woo pig. Arkansas favored by six and a half. I don't know. Cincinnati's gonna be weird. I I have no idea what to expect, but I know they've recruited well there. Um, can they keep it? You know, nice little ranked matchup here. Twenty three versus nineteen. Arkansas uh, showed a lot of promise under Pittman. Right. So, uh, yeah, anything about that game that gets you, gets you going? I mean, here's the, so I'm taking Arkansas minus six and a half. But th- this is – I might sink our entire – if we put these all together, I might sink our entire parlay with just my picks alone because it, it's, it's a very dicey pick. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Last year, Arkansas had some trouble with the pass rush. I mean, I don't think that was, you know, a, a secret. On the flip side of that, though, they're returning all of the important offensive pieces. Uh, their yes. offense is going to keep rolling under Bryles. Like I, I think, by all accounts, they're in a very good spot. But at Razorback Stadium. It's at home, and I, and I feel like that's what kind of, in my mind, gets me over the hump to where I, I feel better about it. Uh, but the pass, uh, their ability to get to the quarterback or at least contain the quarterback is what's going to make or break this entire thing. Uh, they, they weren't great last year. They lost production on the front. Like, there, there's pieces here that could blow up in my face, but I think if if it plays out like it should, I think one touchdown. I, I think it, it'll probably be a very close game, but I think one touchdown, maybe a ten point win for for old Woo Pig. I think it's very feasible, and so that that's what I, that's the last leg of the pick there, Kyle. Is Arkansas minus six and a half. Oh, okay, interesting. That's, that's what we're. I, listen, I'm I'm just these are you know that and that. Honestly, all my picks are very sketchy. You know. <laughs> West Virginia hey, flip over Vatek, Arkansas. But listen, we just we just got to see where we're at here. 
I think, and for whatever reason, I and this is totally off the top of my head, I think that Vegas only has Arkansas winning like eight games or something like that. Uh, but we'll, I'll, I'll dig that up for sure to find out. But like, it, they won nine last year. They're expected to take a little bit of a dip. But I think that the the week one win against Cincy is very much on the docket. So yeah, go ahead, go by more than touchdown. Out. Yeah, that's gonna be the tough one. Is by yeah, but but anyways, um, well, it's minus six and a half. We just need a tutty. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, we have so Houston UTSA is an interesting interesting one. UTSA had a hell of a season last year. They went twelve and two. Kind of surprised everybody. Um, yeah, they, I mean they play in like a, a the conference USA, so it's not like anything big. But they burst on the scene. They had two really really good running backs. I think both were well over a thousand yards. Um, they play Houston. Houston's only favored by four and a half. That's an interesting one. I have nothing else to say because I don't even know anything about Houston at this point. But we have the annual Miami versus Bethune Cookman uh, <laughs> game that, that we love. <laughs> Bethune Cookman always comes up and just gets waxed by Miami, but they get some nice money for it. So there you go. Um, UTEP, Oklahoma. I'm excited to see what the Brent Venable era. It's funny because I've never cared about Oklahoma ever, ever, never cared about it. But now that do the pod, we have some fans that listen to the pod that are you know, obviously Oklahoma fans. Uh, now I'm, I'm tuned in, tuned in a little bit. So interesting to see what uh, Oklahoma is going to look like. Well, you got the transfer quarterbacks in, you got, you know, the new, uh, new coach, uh, you know, they were kind of pillaged as well in the portal, but they also brought in some good players and they're Oklahoma. So they recruit well. So we'll see how the Brent Venables era kicks off against UTEP. Uh, we have the fucking snakes yeah. at Nebraska. I hope they lose at North Dakota, and I don't think it's a good North Dakota, but fuck them. No, it's, it is um, not. It is not the Bison. It's the uh, – I, I think they had to rebrand their name. The Hilltopper. Or, or the is Eagles. It, no. is, I think it used to be the Fighting Sioux. And I, I think I you're think probably right. I, it sounds about right. Well, <laughs> I, think, well I know for a fact if, if it's the Notre Dame, it's it's – or not Notre Dame, Jesus Christ, the other Indy. Uh, it used to be the fighting suit. I'm not 100 sure if they if they change that. I know they changed the logo. I think they did. <laughs> so that's they that's did. a start. Uh, at 130 as well. This is the marquee matchup, I think, mm-hmm. um, and it's Georgia Oregon. Right, and, I, and I this is this is my theme. The, your theme is you at know Ruby, the, the portal, the, the O's Hayes. Yeah, the the quote the quote unquote neutral site just happens to be in the illiteral backyard. Uh, I think this is this is the game that'll encapsulate my theme for the weekend, and it is for for the top tier teams. It's going to be a they they are who we thought they were weekend. I I think Georgia just absolutely wipes the floor with the Ducks, and then obviously like you know Alabama's and the other team, the top tier teams are all playing. You know well, Utah you, Utah's an exception, but I think for this game specifically, Georgia just wipes the floor. With the you Ducks. know who the quarterback is for Oregon, right? Now you're making me feel dumb because I feel like it's obvious, but no. Bo Nix. Oh, the, yeah, Auburn. War, War Eagle to to a duck. Right. Exactly. Um, I yeah. I, Seventeen points is seventy points is just a lot, but I yeah I don't know. Well, I, I mean, we just, saw. It, it's, it's 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 the matchup. Uh, it, it's this is I agree with you. It, it, given the two teams that play, seventeen's a lot, but this is one hundred percent a their styles of play. Do not match up at all, and it is very much in favor of the Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs. Like, I agree. We it, saw Utah beat the fucking breaks off of Oregon twice. Oh my god, twice. And I and I feel like this is going to sound really stupid when I say it. Utah is the most SEC type team in the Pac-12. Sure. If that, if that yeah. makes sense, like tough nose, gritty. Yeah, just they play very solid, stout defense. They their offense is a good blend. Like they can air it out if they want to, even though our boy Covey's gone or I miss him. He's yeah. yeah. Uh, Britton Covey. Uh, but anyway, like they utilize their tight ends very well. Like they're multifaceted. So the fact that Utah put the hurting on them, Georgia is it, they're just reloaded. I mean, they're 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 sick. It, like I, I think and they're gonna want to come out and be like, hey, we're fucking here to stay, right? We're, we're gonna do it. We won national well, championship last year. We're gonna do it again. They, right. They've been waiting since the '80s for this time, and you'll be you'll be remiss if you think that they're going to give that up anytime soon. Like they they put themselves in the spot. The the transfer portals are flying in. The recruiting trail's hot. Like Georgia's going to be a problem for the at least the foreseeable future. And I I don't even think this game is close. I don't even think this game is close at all. Yep. Yeah. No. I think I think that's fair. Um, 
Next game, which is also at 1.30, that I have just a little bit of interest in is uh, San Diego State versus Arizona. And it's only because San Diego State's debuting their new stadium, Snapdragon Stadium. Hey! So, you know, RIP Qualcomm, that was, uh, that was a fun run. And then I think they just played at, like, <clears throat> a high school. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I always like San Diego State. Brady Hoke, former Michigan coach. Uh, they were really good last year. Um, they're only favored by six points against Arizona. I think they're going to smoke Arizona. They beat Arizona – 38 to 21 last season, I think. Um, 38 14 last season. So, I mean, I know Arizona, they've made some changes and some improvements, but I like, I still think I almost really like that pick. San Diego State minus six. I don't know. I like that one. Um, so, be, but it's fun to see the new stadium. I, I like well, that. Well, Arizona is just hot, hot garbage. Right. So. BYU South Florida is interesting just because that's like the two biggest contrasts, I think, between two teams that you'll ever see just in, in form of like roster construction. Um, but yeah, BYU South Florida. Uh, I think BYU is going to be good again this year. Um, you know, Max Hall is not Max Hall. Jesus, that's like. Uh, to, to what capacity? Like what? Like what are we? Just for a quick pause, because it's in it's in your backyard, formerly my backyard. Like they're just always annoyingly good. I don't know. They're just right. always annoyingly like just plucky and good. Um, now we're not talking like New Year Six Bowl good. Are are you are you willing to put them? Like, no, 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 no. Okay. No, like like another nine win season because they they nine probably wins, have okay. a, they probably have yeah. a, a soft schedule is what I would say. Because let's see. Uh, South Florida, here's their opening slate. South Florida, Baylor, Oregon, then Wyoming, Utah State, Notre Dame is mixed in there. Um, uh, maybe not. I, they actually do have a really tight, and then they finish with Stanford. Uh, I don't know. That might, that's an interesting one. But I don't know. I just thought it would be interesting because, like I said, BYU and South Florida, like I, you couldn't get more more different, and it's down in Raymond James Stadium. So there you go in Florida. Um, Ole Miss Troy. You have USC Rice. That was my other one where it's like minus 33 is like, that's also a lot, but it's USC, it's um, Lincoln Riley. They're going to want to come out and, you know, shit on a team to be like, hey, look at us. Like, we're so good. We're the USC team. Then they're going to be all hyped up and blah, blah, blah. Caleb Williams. So I almost like that 33 points, to be honest. (laughs) I just wish I had my own FanDuel account. Like, I could bet out here because I would just put like, you know, very small bets on some of these, but you know, just to at least have a little skin in the game. Um, I mean, you're you're in the game. It doesn't matter. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah what else do we yeah. have? We start to get to the night slate. Just get, just get down to the five o'clock. Just get down. To yeah, the, the, it's the right. Gators. In We're the going yard. down to the Bayou. Now, this, the, the now there's there's two big games left on the docket here. At least in my opinion, all games are all games are loved. We love Utah, all games. Utah, Florida, baby. Oh, I can't wait. I I've been waiting. Wait. I've been waiting all week to talk about this one with you, Kyle. Uh, I've been, I've I been love this. So Utah is favored by three points in the swamp. In the swamp. I'm. I am. If, if if we haven't caught on to this, I am a huge believer in home field advantage. Yeah, I could see that. But Utah is also no stranger to, to going into you know hostile environments, right? They like they no, 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 right? I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying it's you know you get the Gator Chomp flowing, you got the Tom Petty playing. It's down the swamp. It's hot. It's sticky. It's miserable. Are, are you I, nervous? Are you nervous? I, am I nervous? No, I, I'm. I'm way more excited for this, just because I'm. You know, I I think Utah for one, they'll, they'll never embarrass themselves. Um, they're gonna be well coached. We have our boy Cam Rising, who I love, love Cam Rising. Um, here's a name for you to, to watch out for for Utah. I think it's gonna be our probably our best receiving threat. Uh, number ten, Money Parks. Money Parks, Money Parks. baby. Money Parks. Money Parks. I think he's gonna have a breakout game. I think he's gonna really you know burst onto the scene here and um, play really well. I hope. Um, yeah. Am I nervous? A little bit. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a little bit nervous. Um, just because I, I just want Utah to, I want this to be their season. I mean, they're ranked number seven to go into this year. Um, they have everything in front of them. You know, USC obviously will be a tough test. For some reason, I just can't find, I just had the game pulled up and now it's fucking gone. So I don't know what that's all about. Um, Florida game? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what else? What else do you like here? What do you know you. about Florida? I got you. But the, it, this is, this is, this is stereotypical Florida territory. Will we always need a, a quarterback to come in and rescue the Gators from their down on the luck seasons that they've been stringing together? 
And they might have it in Anthony Richardson. I'm not even going to lie to you. Anthony Richardson alone is what's making me nervous because boy. Yeah. he's a big boy. He can run. The, he's average. Last year he averaged 7.9 yards per carry. <laughs> like it, when when he moves, he's moving with purpose. Like he he's racking up yards. Hey, I know Cam it, Rising, I think, is seven yards a carry too. So right, but but it, it's not different. Cam Rising doesn't elicit like when that man takes off. Like I wouldn't put Anthony Richardson in that Braxton Miller esque you know ballpark yet. But when the dude starts moving, like you, you pucker up your butthole because it's not like there's a chance he's not just going to go run, step out of bounds. Like he can do some stuff, and he just he just airs it out. Like the dude just he's completing sixty yeah. percent of his passes. Like that's and I and I know that a lot of this was you know kind of some some games he streamed together at the end of last year, and and then you know obviously a lot of the hype is coming from the spring game this year. So this you know this is all to be seen, but. I think if there's going to be a killer in the Utah, you know, Utah hopes and wishes of going down to Florida and coming out with a dub, it's going to be him. Now, that being said, Utah obviously returns a very stout defense. I mean, I know they lost some linebackers. Very good against running quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. Like, their secondary is great. They lost some linebackers, but they had that, um, uh, the transfer, uh, Muhammad Diabidi, Diabadi. So they they restock to a degree, and because when you think, when you talk about a running quarterback and, and maintaining and managing that, a lot of it is going to fall on the, the linebacking core's shoulders, right? Like like they can't overcommit; they got to keep an eye on them, they got to spy them, whatever you got to do. So they have the tools to to, to control this game and play the game that they want to play. I think if they get if they get down, not panic mode, but if they're down kind of late, going into the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter, I think that's where is some some panic starts to set in because I, I just think if Anthony Richardson just goes off for one this game, it's going to be very, very difficult for Utah to, to, to stop it. I mean, because Florida always has speed. They always have speed at receiver. So they one busted coverage and you're looking at the heels of a guy running in for six. So if, if Utah comes in and executes exactly what they need to, I think we're talking about a, a, a comfortable game that they win. Like, I think that they walk out of here with a dub, but if things get off the rails and then the, the script gets thrown out the window, I think we're in for a very interesting game, to say the least. 17 starters back for Utah. Um, you know, they led the offense in Pac-12. It's Or leading the offense, yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, for the, for the Pac-12, and, you know, obviously Cameron Rising at 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. Tavion Thomas had uh, 1,100 rushing yards, 21 touchdowns. We lost Devin Lloyd. He's going to be huge. Um, but our tight ends are freaking incredible. Brant Keithy and Dalton Kikade are both fantastic um, tight ends. And then, like I said, the uh, uh, Money Parks. I love Money Parks. I love him. Right. I think he's going to be really good. Money Parks. Money Parks. Yep. So That's, this yeah. is said. I'm, re- I'm reading this little preview. It says, while the atmosphere at the swamp will bear little resemblance to that in Aaron, in arid Ogden, at least the, <laughs> one of the Utes knows what to expect. It's not Ogden, not even close. Well, the funny thing is, like, even if they were writing this, like, if they might have mistaken this for, you know, uh, I could see if they mistaken it for Utah State, maybe. Sure. <laughs> but like that, <laughs> Salt Lake City and the Utah Utes are pretty, pretty, uh, you know, one, one in one in the same. So not Ogden. I don't know. Not yeah, Ogden. for the for the listeners, Ogden is the, kind of out of the way. Like it's it's not close. <laughs> Go Utes. Okay. Um, and we're kind of pushing up a little bit here on time because your boy has to actually work today. Uh, so, right, hey, well, then, hey, just get right to Notre Dame, Ohio Notre State. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Oh. I think Ohio State's going to beat the brakes off them. Okay, really? Yes. Minus really? 17, I don't know. I don't know about that much, but because um, if Ryan Day loses his game, I mean, he's on the hot seat, which sounds ridiculous, but their expectations are to win the title. Um, they should be beating a team like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's bringing in a new quarterback, um, new coach at Ohio State. Yeah, give me Ohio State. I, I, I think – I think I might just uh, this will be an independent little thing I put together, but I, I minus seventeen and over fifty nine is just I mean you couldn't you couldn't convince me more to take that. Like I, I think Ohio State absolutely murders Notre Dame. I don't even think it's close. I think Ohio State might be up seventeen and a half to be totally honest with you. I like and, and again like I haven't read up on Notre Dame nearly as much as I probably should before I start speaking on the matter, but. I'm I'm There's, learning that about a lot of teams. I'm like, fuck, I didn't read about any of these teams. Well, but. we had we have life. You know, you had COVID again. You know, it took took some time to get over. Like, you know, life happened. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, we we learn as we go. Uh, but all all I'm saying is Notre Dame. Does, like, there wasn't. I know Freeman's there. Like, 
you know, rally the troops as much as you can, but you're going to need a whole lot more than rallying to go into Columbus. Like, I, I just, I think, I think Ohio State might be up by 17 and a half. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I think that that's a very, that's a very comfortable pick, let alone the entire scope of the game. But yeah, minus 17 and over 59, sign me up all day. Like, this is the year of the Buckeye, I unfortunately think. Yeah. I think we're looking at a Buckeye team that is coming. Their intentions are clear. Playoffs are bust. And they yep. have all the freaking tools to do it. Alabama, Utah State, uh, RIP Aggies. Um, that should be tough. Hey, click that page, baby. And then on Monday, Clemson, Georgia. Clemson's ranked number four for some reason, according to the thing I'm looking at, which I don't think they're. Clemson, Clemson has officially entered the same the same uh, dwelling space that Notre Dame lives in, where yeah. somehow they just always get the benefit of the doubt. Like they're always just going to get. Oh, they're yep. top ten. Oh, they're top. Like why? 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 Yep, I agree. I agree. Week one, baby, starts tonight. Uh, we'll get a tweet out of our six pack picks. Pick six. <laughs> yeah, I, I like pick six. That's that, that's one. Um, tweet us what you're looking forward to. Tweet us your themes for the weekend. Like I said, this is gonna be the. Uh, right. Oh, that guy. Want to see your setups? Also, oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, send us your setups as well. How many screens you got? Who you got? Where? You know what your traditions are, games, game day yeah. traditions. You know, we want, the, we want the spread. We want to see what your what wings read. I know my sister listens to this, and she just lives in a dorm. So Savannah, you know, R.I.P. to anything. I don't know. You, do you even what have it? You go to? Minot State, the Mighty oh, Beavers. Mighty like Beavers it. up there in North Dakota. She's 20, 20 miles, twenty minutes, an hour, whatever from the Canadian border. So there you go. I love it. That's awesome. Well. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. It's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, now we're kind of back in the swing of things. This is our natural element. Uh, it's a long offseason. It's a long offseason, but we're here. We're here and we're ready to discuss all things college football and all the shenanigans that go around with this and NIL and blah, blah, blah. But uh, until then, uh, Mike, anything else? No. No, I'm, I am, uh, I'm excited. Drink responsibly. Stay hydrated. Uh, let's just have a weekend. Let's just have a beautiful Labor Day weekend. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we will see you next week. We know skill. Mm-hmm. Skip, I know skill. Like that skill. Anything else you want to know about me, skill? Mm-hmm.